0: Talk Back Matters, from the Salvos.
1: Our guest this week, Chris O'Brien, was raised in a poor family. His mum used to steal clothes from department stores so he could wear something smart to church on Sundays. And when he was 15, he was kicked out of home. Chris shares his story.
0: My mum was involved in a big fire and a gas cooker blew up in her face and disfigured her face. Oh, no. We was parted as kids and we was all farmed out.
1: You were sent to different relatives to live. Mm-hmm. So how old were you when that happened? When, when...
0: Um, I was in primary school actually, yeah. So I remember the school. It was called Thomas Fairchild, and my dad turned up at a, a time which was unusual, and he had this black Hillman Minx and it was like a 1952 type. And he walked into the class, and I was shocked to see him. Even at that age, I thought there's something happened here. And it had the same. My mum, her face was really badly scarred with his cooker. And then years later, we ended up living in. Um, London uh, well that's when my life started going back to front I think because my father got on to drinking uh, gambling, my mum wasn't you know and blessed the two of them they used to work all the hours God sends just to to clothe us and you know I, I know, you know even with my mum I remember we used to go to a place called CNAs and she would put the clothes because she had a thing about us looking smart and she'd put the clothes up against us and go Chris do they fit you okay okay, go on then, let yourself go and go, make your way home, go on. And blessed, you know, sometimes she had to steal them clothes so we was dressed.
1: She would steal them from the, from...
0: Yeah, yeah, she would actually steal them so we was dressed. So we actually looked smart on a Sunday. She had a thing about us looking smart on a Sunday. She said, and she was very religious, my mum, I remember that. Everything was God bless this, God bless that. But her standards as well was, my kids are going to look the part. Every Sunday, I want them to look smart. Now that's sort of like...
1: So she goes into a highbrow clothing store and, and, <laughs> and knocks off the clothes.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can still remember years ago she done it and uh, with me and my brother. And I'm thinking, wow. And when I talk to her now about it, I cuddle her for it. I say, bless you for doing that. I mean, she made sure we look smart. But then at the toss of a coin, I can still remember walking to school with cardboard in the shoes, you know, where we've got holes in the shoes and I've got a balaclava on and I mean, the legs are all chapped because it's cold. It it's quite cold here. Yeah. My, you know, my upbringing as, as a child was great, but as I say, it's when I got to 15, 16, and I was ready for work. Um, that's when my life turned itself all upside down, really.
1: Why, what triggered that?
0: Basically, my mum and dad parted. I, I, I ended up um, walking the streets. I mean, I left home. I was kicked out, actually, when I was 16. Yeah, I mean, I mean my mum had gone by then. And she just, I don't know, she had an affair, she sodded she off with somebody, and uh, and I was very close to my dad then at the time, and yeah. I was quite, I don't know, imagine I was really, really upset for him, and I was thinking, wow, he doesn't need this, he's a hard-working guy.
1: Why did he kick you out?
0: What, he couldn't cope, just couldn't cope, just couldn't cope, It's like, you're old enough and big enough now, look after yourself, and that was it. Wow. Basically, I was scared, and you know, at one stage, I was living on the streets for, I think the best part, about two years.
1: When did that start?
0: I was on the streets, I would say, from the age of 15 and a half to, to about 17. So, about, about a year and a half.
1: And what memory do you have that stood out the most during that really difficult time?
0: Scary. Very scared. Cold. Scared. Um, I got beaten up really badly once. Really beaten up badly. Um, um, one thing that sticks in my mind, and I'm glad I was, I was actually threatened once to be thrown in the middle of the River Thames. I can still remember these louts. Um, bashing me really badly and saying we're going to throw you in the River Thames and I thought, here we go, you know, but it didn't happen. But
1: What triggered you to get off the street and to get back into society?
0: Uh, well, I think once again, it's um, I, I do have my parents to thank for this because in all said and done and why them splitting up, they taught me values of life, they taught me that working is important for everybody, you know. Um, you have to work, you have to look after yourself. And I decided then, I said, I'm going to look after myself. And um, I got myself a job. I've become an export packer. i got into removals. I was earning a pretty good wage. Uh, got myself a girlfriend, lived with her, in and out of a relationship.
1: During that two years that you were homeless, did you ever talk to God and say, why is this happening to me or anything like that?
0: Oh, yes, all the time. Did you? All the time. Yes, yes, yes. I'm glad you asked me that, actually.
1: What sort of things would you actually say? Oh,
0: God, I mean, you, now no, no, you're going to bring tears to my eyes now. Oh, wow. I don't know. Imagine a young lad now, um, River Thames, cold, sitting under a bridge, no one to talk to. You start thinking, and the cold does things to you. And yeah, I remember myself just crying myself to sleep, there, enough, and just, wow. you know, just. God for my situation, then not blaming God. Yeah. As a child, it was like, wow, really? D-d-d- is there a God that allows this? I think that time I had on the streets, done me a favour, you know. Toughened me up, they done me a favour.
1: So how did the Salvos come into When did you meet them?
0: Because when I first come to the army, well, I was in a really bad way then, because the caravan I was living in was cold, I was cold, I was tired, I was hungry, and um, I've always had this faith and I've always had this thing about the Salvation Army, um where I lived was opposite the training college. So the next thing I know I find myself sitting on a wall opposite the Salvation Army week in week out, month in month out, and if you see the happy faces walking in and out of this building and seeing how lovely it is, I knew that's where I needed to be. I would honestly say that God called me to that wall. And he must have said, Chris, you've had to run a bad luck You've got to a stake in your life now. You need saving now. And I used to sit opposite that wall and I plucked up the carriage one day that took me under their their wing, sorted out all my debts and finances and got this worked out, which was a big relief off my mind. So I could just concentrate on me and me alone. So that's what I'm doing now. And since then, as I say, you know, my faith has just grown stronger and stronger and stronger. And now I have this great big family now. I have the biggest family I've ever wanted.
1: So would you say that they helped to rehabilitate you then?
0: Definitely. I don't want to say rehabilitate. I would say the word I'd I'd be looking for is is, um, I found love again. I found my faith again. Love is an important thing. They they got me smiling again. I love smiling. I mean, the other day, for instance, I was sitting at a bus stop and uh, it's like 9.30. Old Lady, I've never seen in my life. She came up to me and she said to me, Young man, can I talk to you? I went, Yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. What's the matter? She went, um, I see you sitting at this bus stop every Sunday and you have got a beautiful smile. You're always smiling. And I looked at her and that cheered me up. And I said, Do you know why I'm smiling? And when I told her, I said, Because I have found God, I have found my faith is strong, and I've, you know, and telling about the army, and I have got the biggest family anyone can ask for.
1: Our guest, Chris O'Brien. Once he was homeless, but now he has the biggest family ever. The Salvos Weekly Radio Show.